0: When a fire breaks out, it's a firefighter's job to run inside and rescue the victims. But sometimes those in need of rescue are their own. There's actually a group of firefighters on standby at the scene to rescue other firefighters who get hurt, trapped, or lost. In Milwaukee, the members of that team go through special training. It is not easy, and it is not cheap either. Milwaukee Fire Chief Aaron Lipsky joins us live in the studio to talk about the Rapid Intervention Team and how you can help. This is one of those things, Chief. I just saw one little line somewhere that said, we're raising money for the Rapid Intervention Team. And I thought, okay, what exactly is the Rapid Intervention Team? Why is it so important and why are they raising money? Let's get into this. You send firefighters across state lines to get this training. What situations are they being put into and why is it so important?
1: Uh, Thank you, Jessica, for having me. Thank you, Greg, for having me. The Rapid Intervention Team concept is not... Quite yet in its infancy in the fire service, but it is. It, let's put it this way: it is growing in popularity and certainly growing in need as building construction styles change. So, what we are sending our firefighters to learn how to do uh, is to function uh, at with with tremendous physical exertion for many of these scenarios, but under live fire conditions, uh, under extreme duress. It is a week long, immersive experience that we send these firefighters to. Uh, that includes collapse rescue, forcible entry problems, breaking in or out of spaces of all different types of construction, um, and packaging patients, freeing patients from entanglement and entrapment, all under live fire conditions. Uh, It is. I I attended this training about, whatever, a long time ago. Well,
0: you were one of the first couple classes.
1: I, I think I was in the second class. And uh, it's it's the finest training I've ever received in my career, and I'm a I'm a learner. I go to a lot of training. This training is second to none. That's why we we found it so important to keep sending our members.
2: So, how different is it, Chief Lipsky, than the standard training that a firefighter might go through?
1: Uh, it is exceptionally different. There's a lot of restrictions when you're doing live fire training for trainee and trainer safety. Of course, uh, you don't want to take it too far and injure somebody in training or, or worse. Uh, so. This training is so tightly controlled and there is such a close ratio of instructors to students um, that the differences would include the, the amount and the duration of the heat. It more closely mimics real firefighting. Training fires in general, nah, it's, a, it's a sample of what it might be, but you can't really replicate it safely. So this training gets you closer with that sustained and that, and that depth of heat, uh, but it also... Uh, being a week long program, and you're these are ten or twelve hour days, and you are working, working, working from the minute you get there to the minute you leave in the afternoon, and that on the third or fourth day has a cumulative effect on on your your muscle fatigue, your psychiatric fatigue, your ability to absorb new factors, and that is exactly those final two days is where you really really accelerate the learning, mm. and you push past that discomfort, which is. It's very hard to replicate without the the first few days of buildup.
0: Take us back to 1994 because there was a fire that prompted the Milwaukee Fire Department to really start embracing this line of thinking, having a team to, to go in there and do rescues.
1: Yeah, uh, sadly that was that was our last on scene line of duty death at a, at a fire that that was uh, firefighter Lionel Hoffer. He was he was a mountain of a man, uh, exceptional firefighter, uh, and and went through flooring on the second floor level apartments over a storefront uh the the flooring had burned away uh he he was hanging in the hole and Mm. uh they were not able to maintain their grasp his, his company members and he slipped through down into the hole and it took a very long time to get into that very very reinforced protected storefront on the first floor and uh sadly he he uh is is on our memorial wall now uh and that That prompted a different look, a harder look at, it's already hazardous enough. What we do just by its definition is hazardous, but how can we, we call it softening a structure. How do we soften a structure? So that rapid intervention team also is learning uh, and is practicing now. When we get to an actual fire, uh, they start softening that building. And that can include evaluating entries and exits, forcing those things open in advance, pre-staging ladders, pre-staging the necessary rescue equipment for if that horrible call comes. Because when that mayday call goes out and you are having trouble contacting or locating your firefighters, it's the scariest uh, scariest moment of time for everybody, nobody more so than the people who are trapped.
0: Well, it's kind of interesting, too, when you think about it, because this rapid intervention team, I mean, what would you say, like 98% of the time they're not needed? But that, that 2%, I mean, that's that could be life or death. That's the critical element of this
1: very well put uh this this is a a group of firefighters that stands by so to speak at the fire scene and by design they're not forward deployed inside with hose lines putting fire out or or, you know cutting holes in the roof they are standing by they gather their equipment they do exterior softening uh but when that two percent occurs you will never be able to catch up with that necessary time. And you literally are down to a game of minutes or seconds if you have a firefighter trapped inside of a collapsing, burning building. And to have that team ready is of such importance that we dedicate a team to just stand there
2: and do it. And are they able to communicate, right? I mean, it's chaos inside the house, right? Billowing smoke, fires, flames, the rescue effort is on. You've got a group standing by ready to break in. How do they know when to, to press the button and, and go? So uh, every one of our firefighters
1: and this was not this way when I was first on the job, but now every one of our firefighters has their own radio. Uh, We, uh, across Milwaukee County, all the fire departments in Milwaukee County function as a unit now, and we all understand how we're going to break down our radio communications. That typically would occur when a mayday call went out from either the trapped member or people observing a collapse from somewhere else remote. They would transmit that mayday and that, battalion chief or deputy chief out in front of that burning building would deploy that writ team it's it's a very very intentional deliberate thing to deploy that team
0: not every fire department every fire department around the country has some type of training but not every fire department does this training and and there's a reason for that i mean it's expensive were your guys paying for this on their own initially
1: yeah for a very long time uh the 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 training was was being covered by the members including their 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 travel their their hotel rooms while they're down there uh, there's not a dorm thing uh and so the members were covering that uh we're we're grateful uh, the city does have a tuition reimbursement program that covered part of it but not all of it uh and and as time is worn on those classes get more expensive uh so now uh we we're we're starting to transition to a model that is a little more flexible for the firefighters to be able to go without paying out of their own pocket
0: so how do people help if somebody's listening right now saying man you know this is something that i would really like to be a part of i want to help these men and women get to this critical training
1: yep uh we've 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 been shocked at the outpouring of support from the milwaukee and surrounding community particularly the business community Um, and if i can be so bold as to highlight one of our key partners in this which is the house of harley uh, the owner and, and his second in command started uh, the gratitude foundation and that and that foundation uh, has been very very aggressively raising funds and holding those funds and then that's how that's how we've paid for the past two full classes to go down oh nice for this training uh it's it's been a sea change because we're not having to come up out of thin air with Thirty or forty thousand dollars. It's very expensive training. It's they, they have a lot of very highly skilled instructors who are giving their time to teach our firefighters. Uh, but uh, I just I I can't say enough about uh, the fact that the House of Harley stepped forward and that that they've created this gratitude foundation and that they've they're not just you know one and done and they move along. They have been very very consistent supporters of all public safety. But we're, we're certainly happy that they're supportive of us.
2: Well, thank you for shedding light on this. This is amazing. This is incredible and just so many challenges when you're putting out a fire. You forget about sometimes the challenges that the firefighters experience on their own.
0: Without a doubt, Chief, I know we're running out of time here, but I have to ask you because um, on a different topic. Milwaukee Fire Department today detailed changes to how you respond to medical calls. Uh, that was before the Common Council early this morning. What is the new policy? What is different?
1: So uh, what is different is uh, we have articulated something that for a very long time was sort of taken for granted, uh, but that was laid bare as as a gap. Uh, we will now, when we cannot with 100% certainty visually clear an area, we're going to put ourselves in a position to do so. Up to and including mandating getting out of the vehicle and, and scoping that area out, putting yourself in a position to be 100% certain.
0: And this is in the wake of the woman who died when she fell in ice near the bus stop and first responders weren't able to find her. Did you actually work with the woman's family to create your new policy?
1: So we we had a, um, and I I don't want to betray confidences here, but yes, we sat down with uh, one of her daughters and had a very, very lengthy conversation walking through. um, First off, what happened so that she can find some closure, her family can find some closure, but also um what what does she want because a lot of people are representing what they want but what does she want and and we're confident uh thus far we've landed on 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 meeting
2: that we appreciate what you do to help keep our city and our people safe within the city it is fire chief Aaron Lipsky joining us in the studio we always appreciate your time thank you so much thank you 1227 on WTMJ